0: Welcome to another episode of Local First Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Kohansky. Today, we have Pat Helmers. Uh, He's a business consultant. He is a technology startup coach, a podcast producer. He hosts Sales Babble. He's also the founder of Habanero Media Podcast Production Services and a author of Selling with Confidence. Hey, let's welcome Pat. Hi, this is Rob Kohansky, your host of Local First Podcast, connecting local businesses to your community. New episodes drop every Thursday at 3 p.m. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app to make sure you do not miss an episode. I'd like to just take a moment to recognize our sponsor. Does your business software make less or more work for you? Think possibilities, think exact Enjoy the show. All right. Welcome, Pat. How are you doing today?
1: I am doing terrific, Robert.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. I appreciate you taking the time out to be on Look First Podcast. We got two really good uh, topics that we, we discussed and that uh, we'll be going over today. First, we're going to talk about how to sell on LinkedIn and what does that process look like. And then we're going to split this up and then we're going to talk about why your business needs a podcast. So those are really two exciting, I think topics to talk about. So but before we get into that, Pat, give the listeners a little bit of, um, you know, who is Pat? You know, where you come from? What do you, you, know, how'd you get to where you are today?
1: I came to this space from a very circuitous route, which is like a lot of people, I think. You know, my background's actually software engineering. That's what I went to school for, and I did that for two decades. Um, but over time, um, when the internet bubble burst, I got laid off. So I had to reinvent myself and my engineering skills had like kind of like had gotten dull because I'd been a manager for quite a while. Oh, yeah. So um, I decided to actually start working for a startup and I taught myself sales. Oh, nice. So I was a classy kind of engineer who never saw himself being a sales guy. Right. And before you knew it, I was VP of sales and I was teaching people sales. So it it was quite a turn of events. And it was about six years ago. Um, I used to drive a lot in, when I was in, in in sales, you know, I had a large territory and I was always looking for a podcast, which is, <laughs> that, that would be perfect for me, couldn't find one. So, and I had been blogging some and I said, yeah, I'm going to start a podcast. So that's what I did. It's like six, it'll be six years ago, uh, March this year, 20, we're 2020. Yeah. And so I, I started the podcast in 2014, and it's called Sales Babble, Selling Secrets for Non-Sellers. So I decided to start a podcast for people like me, people who don't see themselves as salespeople, people who think, who initially think of selling as being kind of a yucky thing to do, but come to the realization that if you got something you deeply believe in, something you're deeply passionate about, then you're going to have to like become a little more persuasive and enroll other people and get people on board. And, And that's, that's kind of stuff we talk about on sales babble.
0: I like it. I like it. You know, what was that journey like? Cause I had a, I have a similar journey when it comes to, you know, I was a, you know, to and die maker, you know, I went Mm -hmm. to the military and then all of a sudden kind of a technology background and I found myself in sales. And being a channel manager and traveling the country and and installing software. And then, you know, when I grew up or as I would be, you know, that kind of engineering background like that, you know, sales was the four-letter word.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's four.
0: You know, those guys get all the credits and do all the work. But, you know, I look at it as also, as I heard this a while back, is, you know, either in sales or you're part in support of sales. I think that's key. So let's, let's transition right into LinkedIn. And, you know, how has that helped you out in, you know, selling or how is that, you know, you know, walk us through, you know, the steps to get started if you're, you're on LinkedIn already, or if you're looking to get on LinkedIn to, to sell, I mean, you know, you you basically have everybody, any business in the world out there that you can connect with, you know, so how does one get started with all of that?
1: That's that. That's a super duper good question. All of my career has been B2B, you know, so that's, I've been on LinkedIn forever. I don't know. How, when did it start? 2007, 2008? <laughs> yeah. A while back. So I know I was like, ago, right now, I was yeah. on there very soon. You know, people thought of it as a place where you go to put your resume so you can get a job, but it's really turned into a networking meeting, like a big virtual networking meeting. And I think the best way to be successful and to get started in this is you got to get your head screwed on right. Because m- many people don't get LinkedIn, don't understand what it's about, don't understand how to interact with people because they've got, they've got the wrong kind of mindset. And, and the right kind of mindset is, let me give you an example. Let's, you say, let's say you're at your, 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 your desk and it's 10 in the morning and somebody that you deeply love calls you on the phone and you look at the phone and you go oh my goodness that's i'm surprised that they're calling (laughs) you answer (laughs) the phone and they go pat at least to me they would go pat i was just in a car accident Mm. what's the first thing you would say robert are you okay yeah what else would you say
0: so what happened what else would you say would you call the police is anybody well, injured how you again, doing
1: i love that i love cuz think about what you just did you did nothing but ask questions about the other person you didn't do this right you didn't say honey This is what I want you to do. I want you to pull out your phone. I want you to take a picture of your car. I want you to take a picture of the other car. I want you to get a picture of the officer. I want you to get their badge number. I want to make sure you get the contact information, the insurance cards. I want you to like, you want to be telling them what to do. (laughs) But that's what salespeople often do when you, like you go to a network meeting. You go to a chamber meeting and they say, Robert, what do you do for a living? And next thing you know, they start telling you how awesome their product is and why you need it. And they're just start ripping off, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 benefits and you can't get rid of them, right?
0: Exactly. They're
1: telling you without asking a single question. What's important about this story is that we, inside of us, already have that ability to be terrific salespeople. We know how to ask those kinds of questions. And the reason we know how to do that is because if we deeply care about those people, and if we deeply care about the people that we love, and if we deeply care about all the other people in the world who could maybe be customers or maybe not, we know exactly what to do. We ask them, what happened? What's going on? Are you in trouble? Is there anything I can do? How can I help And if you start asking people about those kinds of things, you can quickly understand if the problems that they have have something to do with your business, that the the solutions that you have, the products or the services or the productized services or whatever, whatever you got can somehow fit in with that. And once you kind of get that mindset set, now you're ready to fire up the LinkedIn keyboard.
0: Right. And it all really comes down. You you brought up a good point when it comes to, you know, it's your own networking group online and treat it as such. So it's very important, I feel, is that you build those relationships with those individuals that you're connecting with. I've gotten plenty of uh, messages and spam from people on LinkedIn that I, I totally ignore. Um, cause it's just, it's irrelevant. And like you said, it's all about them and what they're doing and what's going on and, and things like that versus engaging in a conversation that someone wrote online and talking about it or sending a message about that or an article they wrote.
1: They look like copy paste, copy paste, don't they? Yeah. Five, six, seven paragraphs of crap. Right. We've not qualified you. See, this is the thing selling is different than it used to be and the internet's kind of been helpful and unhelpful people there's so much more opportunity and there's so much more choice than there used to be it used to be you lived in a town you maybe had two car dealers you could go to you could go to the chevy dealer or the ford dealer right now we have a million choices and amazon delivers it right to your door yes and because you have all of these choices it's hard to make a decision and it's hard to trust if someone's going to like screw you over. Sure. So, so your greatest competition, in many regards, is doing nothing. Your greatest competition is 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 yeah. It's, so you got to get over. It. So the trick is for us is we've somehow got to get around that, and the first thing we have to do is, is build some trust in that. Have, have, have them get a strong sense that. You're a good Robert. You're a good guy. You seem like a good guy. You, you, you Thanks, Matt. I appreciate that. <laughs> Maybe what you have would would help me. Won't why, 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 why you tell me what you got? hmm And it's.
0: I think it's all about. It's like I spoke with this with uh, Bob Berg a few weeks ago, and it was all about. Uh, we talked about a good good portion of it was price versus value of what you bring to a person. And that if you can show the value that you're going to bring to a person, at most times, they're willing to ignore the price and actually pay more. That's right. And to get that. So, I mean, I, I have this written down. and It's, it's facts, tell, stories, sell. And, and I truly believe that you can spit out all the facts you want about just about anything out there. But if you can relate that story to the person that you're talking with, I believe, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Pat. I mean, I believe that really adds some value to what's going on in that connection or that relationship, whether it's in person or whether it's online on LinkedIn.
1: Yeah, I, I, I really believe in that. And once you kind of get into a conversation with people, the best way to for them to identify with the solutions that you have is to tell them a few stories. But with that said, I think. Some people do that way too soon on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to give some people some advice. Then, well, how do I build this relationship with somebody on LinkedIn? And the right way to do it is exactly how you would do it at a Rotary or a Chamber of Commerce or a BNI group or something. You know, one of those one of those events is that what I like to do is just. Tr- is just try to get to know people. So if you see somebody who you think's a prospect on LinkedIn, and you've done a search, and I've got, and there's, there's lots of ways of doing that, we don't have time to go into all of this. But let's just say you find somebody that you think's a good a good fit. Then the best thing to do is say, hey, Robert, I see you are in the uh, podcasting industry too. So am I. I'd love, I love to connect with you and, and get to know you better. And you might say yes. Sure. Or you might say nothing <laughs> <laughs> or you might just connect with me. And then I would go, thanks for connecting. I really, really, really appreciate it. Would you like to hop on a call? And you may not hear from again, but then you might send in a week an email uh, in the LinkedIn in-mail message, something that says, I just read this awesome article of Edison Research on podcasting. And then you would you'd send them that, that, that message and it would be, and you would go, well, that's pretty cool. What the whole idea is to get them to convert to a, in, into a phone call. Um, you know,
0: that's, that's true. like, we were introduced by uh, Tony Jalen and made Google. that, in- yeah, Google. great guy, made that introduction. We connected online, learned a little bit about each other. We did a, um, what did we did a zoom call the first time, right?
1: I think it was a phone call.
0: Yeah, it was a phone call. Yeah, it took about like, 30 minutes, so got to know each other, figured that out, and here we are. Yep, this is how it works. That's how it works. So here you go. We just gave you step one, two, three, and four on how to do that.
1: Yep, the other thing that you can do is, let's say you still don't hear from them, then you got to hit them from another point of view because everybody has a favored way of consuming, of, of, of consuming social stuff. Right. So you could then figure out what their email is. I use a tool called hunter.io. So if you can so if you know who they are and you know what company they are, you can probably figure out what the domain is. If you type in the domain in the hunterio, it'll probably give you a pretty good idea what their email is. In fact, their email may actually be in there. And then you send them an email, and the email says simply like, Robert, it was awesome connecting with you on LinkedIn. And <laughs> because you know I love people who are podcasters and I just read this awesome article and I thought I'd share it with you thanks Pat nice. now, I'm not asking them to buy anything I'm not asking them any, I'm just trying to get them to start talking because the more you get talking just like at a network meeting the more likely you're gonna find out whether or not they're a qualified person like I remember I remember once I was at a meetup and a lady I asked her well, what do you guys sell and she goes uh, she goes. We sell these these body products for skin, and I go. Well, who is your ideal client? She goes. Anybody who has skin. And I'm like, yeah. that's not true. No. I'm not going to buy here. I'm not qualified. So she had not fully figured out who exactly who her ideal client was.
0: Right. So it's important to be able to identify who you're going to connect with and why.
1: And let's say then you don't hear from them through the email. Then you can call them up in like on a week. So this is like a three-week period, right? First right. we take LinkedIn, then we send them an email, and then, then you might leave a voicemail for them and it says, Hey, Robert, following up on that email that I sent you. I wonder if you got a chance to read, what if you got a chance to read that? I'd like your thoughts on that. <laughs> and then a week later, you go on LinkedIn and you send them an email message. You go, hey Robert, I'm following up on that voicemail that you left me. You <laughs> do this whole cycle three times. So that means you've touched them nine different times. And that's about how often it often takes to connect with somebody. The average salesperson only follows up twice. Huh. But it actually, people are busy. And lots of these emails or LinkedIn messages or voicemails get lost anyway. It's not like they're going to feel like you're getting stalked. They just never, ever see them. They get stuck in spam so um
0: you know you know pat i needed this this call with you today <laughs> you know I, I i'll be i'm blatantly honest on this show I, I you know what i've been sucking my ass you know as long as i've been on sales i've been sucking lately pat and and one of the things that i get caught up on is bothering people because of my own perception of that but you made a really good point of that cycle that three cycle of doing it and you do it in a way that's not pushy it's relevant. And all you're doing is just making a connection of, Hey, did you get this? Hey, did you get that? I'm trying to connect with you? Yep, yeah, I love giving
1: it. the value. Like, like the voicemail is I know this is a LinkedIn conversation, but voicemail is actually pretty awesome. So I might call, you know, and there's a receptionist says, yeah, Robert's not in his office. And I'm, I'm like, that's cool. I'm good with that. Can I, can you send me his voicemail? You know, and they'll say, sure. And then I get on there, and I almost leave like a little audio commercial. And and I can leave multiple ones that slowly explain more and more. I've had many people tell me, hey, I really appreciate your persistence. Mm. This is something I really want to work on. I've been super duper busy. People are busy. Yeah. You just got to be patient with them.
0: They're just and not going to drop everything for you, are they?
1: No. This is the last thing they do is expect you to call them in the middle of the day. <laughs> right. And- You know, so most people only get on LinkedIn like once or twice a week and they're only on it for like 10 minutes or five minutes. So you better better make sure that you've got something there. So when they go through their messages, they go, oh, yeah, that Pat guy. I've been meaning to connect with him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's important to get out there and spread your message. And, you know, one of the ways to do that, you know, through a business or a personal brand is to, you know, you know, have a podcast, whether you're on someone else's podcast or create your own. I mean, how does that really help that, you know, that's kind of second segment of where we're going with this, Pat, is, you know, why do, why does a business
1: need a podcast or to be on someone else's? Well, podcasting has finally come of age, I think. Um, it's actually an old technology, (laughs) right? I think Apple really promoted it maybe 14, 15 years ago. Remember back when you had an iPod? Yeah. That's how I used to listen to podcasts. You would, you would have iTunes on your computer and you would download the, the, these little radio, these on-demand radio shows onto your iPod, and then you would listen to them. Mm -hmm. and and I don't think anybody does that anymore I don't you can buy an iPod probably but um but that's what but I believe it's come of age I was at podcast movement last summer in Orlando and Spotify was there and ABC and ESPN and NPR and uh, Pandora and all these big Google all these big mega companies these these broadcasting companies right showing up and you and I was just like, oh, my goodness, this is not just a bunch of like, you know, amateur hacks <laughs> making podcasts about, you know, sports and stories and goofy things that they that they care about. Um, this is becoming serious. And I think it became, pretty clear, it became pretty clear to me talking to a number of people who had businesses and how the podcast had actually helped their business. In what way? Um it actually goes right back to the conversation we had before. It's all about trust. People only want to buy from people that they, they think is going to come through for them. And um, if you can, if they can listen to you on a podcast and hear that you're reasonable and rational and you got lots of advice, you seem like a nice enough guy or gal, um, they're going to want to do business with you versus some stranger that they don't know. Like there's something we know in sales is really powerful that the best leads are referrals. Somebody that you know is already a customer, they tell a friend like, "You got to go do business with Robert. He rocks. He's awesome." You know the uh, the conversations you have with them for the first time is going to be much warmer. It's going to be much more collaborative. Sure. Podcasts can do that because a podcast can reach. It's very, very focused, right in a person's ear. And a podcast is unique from a video, from a YouTube. I don't know everybody's all YouTube excited, but with the podcast, you can do two things at once: you can drive a car, you can wash dishes, you can shovel snow, like I did this morning. I listen to a podcast, um, and it's a very intimate way of sharing what's what, what's going, what's what, what's in a person's mind. And if you can speak to the problems and the aspirations that they have, then they would love to have a deeper conversation with you. And a podcast can do that. So if you got a business and you want to, if you start a podcast, it can do lots of things. It can help make it easier for you to talk to your customers and clients all the time to boosts retention. You can actually have them on the podcast. You can get referrals that are audio, an audio referral that sounds, uh, I mean, a testimonial. And then they could share a podcast with their friends. That's a referral. Okay. And then the fourth thing is at the end of every podcast, you can have a call to action where you could say, Oh, we got this hot new thing. I don't know if you've ever heard about it yet. So instead of you call all your customers up, you know, you you're actually talking to them, you know, often, you know, and, um, and then the fifth thing is you can actually have customers. You can actually have prospects on your podcast and maybe turn them into customers. Like I've done that with sales babble. I have a sponsor, I have, a, I have sponsors on Sales battle, and a lot of them are, were, were people who were on Sales battle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get done interviewing them, and I turn the conversation around, well, who is your ideal client? Who are you, what, what, you know, explain to me your value proposition. And when I come to realize, you know what, I, my audience is your audience, how would it's like to be a sponsor? And, and that conversation is very, very, very easy but I've met other people who have, who have done, I have clients right now who are, who are doing that right now. They're trying to talk to people who are difficult to talk to. They want to get them on the podcast and then convert them in are So that's just five benefits right there. But what do you
0: think about this, Pat? It was like, one of the things that I find that, I don't know if it's frustrating to me or that this is something that I'm trying to fix is that you get a guest on the podcast. You being a fellow podcaster, you understand this, I think, more than others, is that they get excited about being on the show, they're on the show, they tell everybody else about it, it gets released, and they don't do nothing with it.
1: No, they don't. I mean,
0: how do do we get past that? I've been put in, I've have created training programs for my guests. I have uh, tools that they can – get to help do that. I don't think I've touched them or followed up with them enough. That's on me, but I'm trying to get that message out there to people that are listening that are either going to be on a podcast or have been on a podcast to take that big piece of content and chop it up into smaller pieces.
1: Yep. Yep. People just don't understand. As long as social media has been around, and it's been around a long time, people do not get it. They don't know, they don't understand how to build a marketing campaign from social media. They don't clearly get the um, the value of that. I heard that ding, what the heck was that ding about?
0: Yeah, I think that's me over here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, I had, to, I had everything turned
1: on. It's time to <laughs> uh.
0: Better
1: take that loaf of bread out of the oven. Yeah, right? <laughs> So, so people just don't get marketing campaigns. They don't understand it. They don't, they don't understand it. They don't understand the possibility that we are in an unbelievable special moment. We're going to look back at this in 100 years from now and say we are in a golden age right now. Because you have the ability to speak with hundreds of thousands and millions of people for free. I can post something on Instagram or on Facebook or on LinkedIn, or on TikTok. Yeah. And you could go extremely viral. It's tough to do things now on Instagram and Facebook because they've been around a lot. But LinkedIn has incredible opportunities.
0: It really does. And I, one of the things, too, is I found out, too, is know where your audience hangs out and you know where they? You know, it's like for the podcast. You know, like majority of my audience hangs out on LinkedIn. Now I promote everything on every other channel, other platform. Yes, but I find that you know the majority of my response, my, the majority of my interaction
1: is on LinkedIn. Me too. That's that. That's what I found. Yeah. Now, some people I know a guy I just just talked to a guy a couple of days ago who's all about doing who's all about Facebook, but a lot of the people that I've been talking to have never or are, are avoiding Facebook. But I think I think it just depends on the market. It, it goes to the old idea that if you were to become a trout fisherman, it would behoove you to go to trout streams. Tough for,
0: <laughs> for that, yeah.
1: Not a river, not a lake, not the ocean, mm-hmm. <laughs> not a swimming pool. You got to <laughs> go where people are. You got to go where people are at, and and I think that is. But there is a lot of opportunity out there. But most people don't fully get this. They don't like. Um, like I post on LinkedIn, probably a good four times or more a week. Okay. And I comment every day of the week (laughs) on, on, on other, on other people's posts. So, and what people tell me is you, you got a lot going on, Pat, man, you're always on there. It's always something interesting. It's always something different. Like every time a new episode comes out for one of my, one of the podcasts of my clients, I promote it. I talk about it. You know, every time I every time I put out a, a podcast, I promote it. Um, many times, if I got nothing better to do, like, why do not we do this right now? Okay, I'm gonna pull my phone up here, and I'm gonna take a picture of you. <laughs> 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 okay, so now I'm trying to spend more time on TikTok. Really? Uh, you think there's value on TikTok?
0: I, you know, I haven't really tried it out. I've, I've looked around and played. I haven't even played with it yet. So I don't even know what it's all about yet.
1: All right, well, you're going to be on TikTok now.
0: Okay, sounds good.
1: <laughs> That's all it took. I just took an eight-second video of you talking on a microphone on a Zoom call. This is
0: mm.
1: – but a lot of people just – it's because I don't think they fully thought out their value proposition. They fully don't understand who exactly – why people buy stuff from them. And I think these kinds of deep, insightful questions need to be answered first. Otherwise, you're just going to be – Moses wandering around in the desert, I think. And I yeah. think that's what's happened to your guests. Get around your your question. I think that's what's happened to your guests. I, I think they're they're clueless.
0: Yeah. Nice they, people. They, they, so, they're they're <laughs> nice, they're awesome stories and incredible people. And that's something that I have to educate them on. And get it get it in front of them. All right, Pat. Um, this was a lot of great information. First we talked about LinkedIn and how to connect with people and then why. Your business needs a podcast. So that is very cool. So this next segment, we have some fun, rapid-fire questions that we're just going to plow through.
1: I, I wasn't worried about this.
0: No, you weren't. Most people aren't. But that's, that's it's all good.
1: I hope you've got you,
0: you got <laughs> You'll be fine. All right. All right. But before we do that, um, you could ask me one question. Any question that you want, then I'll do my best to answer it. Well, before we, before we get into all that, how do people connect with you pat?
1: Oh, I'm easy to find. Um, if you just, if you were to, uh, Google sales babble, it'll come right up. Okay. Um, my podcast production company is called Abanero media Abanero with an H H A B A N A R O okay. N E R O. You know, it's the H is silent. It's the hot pepper, because it's, it's a hot idea. So, um, you know, peppers are good for you, too. They, they have, are good. I love peppers. They, 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 they have a lot of anti-inflammatory pro- properties to them. So They do. They do. Anyway.
0: All right. So, all right. So, you get to ask me, again, you get to ask me one question, any question that you want, and I'll do my best to answer it.
1: Who's your ideal client? Who's my ideal
0: client? You know, I've been developing that over the last year. And a lot of it, you know, there's a couple different ones, but a lot of it, is the to be on the show, is to be someone that's local that wants to connect with their community, has a short a story that they want to share, uh, carry on a conversation and have some fun doing it, and also understands the power of podcasting and how it can help grow their business, grow their community. Perfect,
1: perfect.
0: I you like I that? I like it. All right. Um, favorite data, uh, texting or talking. Sorry, what? Texting or talking? What do you prefer? Depends. Depends. Favorite day of the week.
1: Saturday. Saturday, okay.
0: Uh favorite childhood TV show. Star Trek. Star Trek, which which one? The original. The original, okay. I'm favorite old. Yeah. <laughs> favorite season of the year. Summer, summer. I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, favorite number mm, seven. Seven. Okay. Maybe it's
1: three. Three. I I think it's three more because I'm always I'm always about threes.
0: There you three. go. Uh, name two of the seven dwarfs. Well,
1: there's Grumpy.
0: There is. I don't know. Go oh, sleepy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. We'll, we'll wrap it up on this one. Stale sour patch kids or fresh circus peanuts. The candies. Well, the peanuts, I guess. The peanuts. <sighs> I, like, I like peanuts a lot even the the fresh circus peanuts.
1: Yeah. I like the fresh circuit peanuts.
0: Are, are there those those yellow spongy ones? Or no. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, Pat. I
1: thought the, I thought the ones that you meant, like, you know, they're they're roasted and they roasted right? yeah Come in the cone.
0: Coned. Right. There you go. There you, you know, go. Uh,
1: those are those are awesome.
0: They are, aren't they? You
1: know, a lot of people have nut allergies, but I love nuts.
0: I do too. I do too. Well, Pat, I'm gonna wrap this up here. I appreciate you being on Local First Podcast. Anybody that's listened, make sure that you reach out to Pat for more information. Uh, make sure you should check out his
1: podcast Sales Babble, and you also have a book out too. I have a I have a little ebook that people want on how to set up your LinkedIn profile. Okay. If, if they email me, I'd be more than happy to send that to them.
0: All right. Very um, good. Very good. There's a lot of good information out here. Make sure to you know carry this conversation online. If you've got any questions for me or Pat, make sure that you reach out to us. LinkedIn is probably the best spot. Just search for Local First Podcast, Rob Hansky, Pat Hilmers, Sales Babble, and all that good stuff. So thank you so much, Pat. I appreciate you being on Local First Podcast.
1: Rob, you rock. You absolutely rock, sir. This I appreciate a it. Fun. All
0: right. Take care, man. Later, game.